for me, it's been a home run in two ways, on the racetrack and also building our brand here in Australia in our business. We finished first or second every year since 05, um, which was... Uh, I knew it was fast before, and I proved it very it's, it's motor racing, you know, you can't really just look at the last race of the year. You have to look at, uh, it starts at Adelaide and it ends at Newcastle. But... From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Craig Ravel and Tony Whitlock. Post Barbagello, it's uh, or Wanneroo as the suburb is known, but uh, post Barbagello, a fascinating weekend, uh, Craig, of racing. Very interesting. There was winners and losers, and across the two days, they uh, probably had red ink one day and black ink the next, and black ink on one day, red ink the next, uh, with the exception of one yes. chap, and that is, of course, Scott McLaughlin. It was another powerful uh, weekend for Craig McLaughlin. Craig McLaughlin, sorry, Scott McLaughlin. Um, but not quite a Phillip Island repeat because uh, while Phillip Island was a pair of poles and a pair of wins and, you know, get it to a 60-point uh, lead in the championship, he had uh, maximum points. But on the Sunday, he did it from a very different place. Mm. He and Craig Lowndes chose to uh, come from behind. Don't know that um, they chose, with Tony. a pair of podiums... Well, maybe they didn't choose it. Then. All right. <laughs> but it was a very interesting scenario because they did uh, did show up. And, in fact, I thought one of the most interesting comments was, uh, as usual, Dave Reynolds, when he said, how did Scott get there? <laughs> he had no idea where he'd come from when he came out and there was Scott sort of six or seven seconds up the road from him. Mm. So that was a, a fascinating uh, weekend of racing. I, I think that... Uh, Scott uh, doubling his, uh, virtually doubling his points lead over the weekend was uh, a fantastic result for that team. Um, and I think we talked when we talked to Scotty last weekend that, you know, he's got a bunch of rounds coming up that uh, where he last year were all favourite places. Um, you know, after Barbagallo, there's Winton where he had a first and a fifth. And then there was Hidden Valley, a, a second and a first. Another um, at Townsville, a first and a second, and Queensland Raceway, another first and a second. So, you know, is a run on here where he could make that substantial break on the field if he was to replicate his 2017 form. And, yes, that's exactly right. He's got, he's got a good run now, and depending on how everything plays out, uh, the, the Endurance Cup might uh, be a you know, a, a confirmation of his dominance rather than a, a chance for everyone to catch back up. Of course, before that, you've almost got one extra endurance round this year because uh, the night race at Sydney is one race for 300 points. So it it carries the same weight yes. as Sandown 500 and a Bathurst 1000 in one evening of racing. So that could really set up for uh, an interesting run into the Enduros. And it's funny we're looking that far ahead already in the season. Hey, Super 2 were back on the bill and three winners across three races. Uh, Alex Rullo having his first win. Dumbrell took race two and then Fiore round out the weekend with a race three win and a Super 2 round win. Yes, and of course, uh, two of the three races won by Nissan Altima's run by Matt White. And we're fortunate enough today, we've got a, a wonderful interview, not only with Matt White, but first of all, with the winner, the newest winner of uh, Super 2 in the Nissan Altima run by Matt White Racing in Dean Fiore, which is fantastic. I mean, he uh, is obviously a, a local lad and... Uh, Triple F Racing uh, was the team that he ran for some years out of the Gold Coast. Uh, fantastic to be able to talk with him. But just looking back at the weekend at the main game, there were a number of teams that seemed to falter, that seemed to almost stumble slightly. Teams like GRM and Walkinshaws. I mean, um, it was great to see Mark Winterbottom back on a podium. It was his first in 18 months or something like that. Um, a good run in qualifying. But overall... The, the four uh, Tickford racing cars didn't really make as big an impact as we thought they would. Mm. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Cam Waters had his first pole. Uh, yeah, had his first pole position, didn't he? Had, had, yes, he did yeah. have his first pole position and then, at that track last year. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he backed it up with the new qualifying session. Uh, but, yeah, he was very up and down. Um, 
I think everyone was shocked at the way the drivers took advantage of um, being told that there would be no track limits on Saturday. And so that had, uh, you know, a, a mini storm and a teacup there overnight when drivers were, you know, choosing to almost enter pit lane, the old pit lane anyway, um, rather than and, yeah, take well, a that... tight turn. And that showed up in a couple of people. Interestingly, uh, while the scenarios were the same in, in effect for both, uh, um, let me think, uh, Chaz Mostert turned by Jamie Wincup, a five-second penalty post-race uh, to Wincup's championship, pushing him from, I think, fifth down to 11th in race uh, 11 on Saturday. And uh, in the same race, um, let me think, it was James Courtney and Gartander, and no penalty. Now, there was a difference between the two. One was that uh, Mostert was hit by um, Jamie Wincup before the apex, whereas it was a much later entry by James Courtney into pit lane or attempt to get into pit lane uh, when Garth hit him. So he was further around the corner. Uh, so that, that's why there was a discrepancy between the two. And I understand um, that Mark Dutton, once he knew that, that that was the reason for the difference in the, the one getting a penalty, his driver getting a penalty and the other one not. But look, uh, you know, it's a fascinating racetrack. Once again, they use this new three-phase qualifying session. I understand that they're now uh, considering if maybe doing it at other tracks. Um, I look at, you know, it, it certainly added to the the event and I'm sure would make it far more so for those people like yourself, Craig, watching qualifying on television live. And that is uh, that is the thing. But uh, we'll talk about it in the final segment of the show, I think, Tony, about um, the qualifying and, and, and the future of it uh, rather than get into a long discussion because I know people want to hear from Dean Fiore sure. and uh, Matthew White. All right, coming up after the break, we'll uh, cross, first of all, to Dean Fiore discussing his latest win. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. We're joined by the newest winner of Super 2s in uh, Perth. That's Dean Fiore. Welcome up on board, Dean. Thanks for having us, guys. Wonderful uh, weekend for you. Um, I was thinking about the the fact that you've been so long with Michael Caruso, and that's obviously a, a partnership that works well for you and Nissan and, and obviously Michael as well. It now must be a real benefit to be in the same car. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was the whole theory behind getting involved with Matt White Motorsport with their direct link with Nissan Motorsport. Um, just made perfect sense. So for me to be um, that in tune with the race car, when I come in for my first session with Michael, um, he's going to be um, pivotal, I think. And it's going to be brilliant for, for all three of us in the team because my teammates being Alex Rulo and, and Gary Jacobson as well, have also inked deals with, with the main squad. So um, I think their thinking's right in going in because it makes a big difference to have your co-pilot switched on. Yes, yes, indeed. And, and you've really got a nice couple of guys there and Alex and, and Gary because um, while they, they've had wins, they're both trying to establish their names, whereas you're just enjoying yourself and, and you know, really, I mean, not, not wanting to make a career out of this, but obviously enjoying the success of it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and that's sort of, uh, I've made it clear um, to, to anyone that I've been speaking to that these guys that are trying to make a name for themselves and trying to make it into the main game, are the real deal, um, Alex and, and Gary. They've, they've got some really, really good skills. Um, and yeah, they're very, very good at what they do. So yeah, like you say, I'm, I'm not there to, to revive my career or, or try and forge my way into main game. I'm, um, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm doing it for different reasons. So, um, 
it, it is a slightly different mindset for myself, but I still want to obviously go out there and do the absolute best I can and, um, you know, do the best for the, for the guys that are supporting me. Um, on a financial standpoint with um, Cytec Trimble and C-Civil and Robson Civil. I, I've known Matt White a long time. In fact, we've recently interviewed him. Um, he, he's an interesting case, and I probably don't know anybody else who has worked as hard at making a business out of motorsport for himself. Um, you know, from being a competitor in the Bob Jane uh, Oscar days, um, climbing then into supercars or before it was supercars, and and while being a full time driver, then an entrant. He uh, he has an intensity about the way he goes things, doesn't he? Yeah, but I like that. I mean, we get along really well. Um, I like the fact he doesn't he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He tells you exactly oh. how it is, and he's been there and done it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I, I don't. Don't misunderstand. I wasn't meaning when I say intensity. He, the way he goes about it. I mean, it's full on. He wants to make a success of it. It's and it. It's you know, if you want want to be on his trip, then he certainly uh, is well worth being involved with. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't and it doesn't matter which one of his three cars um, are running on the weekend. He's happy if um, oh, obviously he's happiest if it's one, two, three. And I think we had that at one point um, in one of the sessions somewhere. Um, so yeah, it was. Um, you know, he's brilliant to work with and I'm thoroughly enjoying my time with Matt. Okay, so you've next round is Townsville. Yeah, correct. Yep. Um, and a track that uh, you know well or...? Yeah, well, I've, I've done, uh, I think it was two or three years um, in the back half of my main game stint um, yep. there. So done a lot of laps in those races because they were long, extremely long races. Um, and I did a couple of years ago, I'm pretty sure, was with uh, with Maddie in his FG um, yeah. in, in Falcon um, did some stuff there as well. So yeah, I enjoyed going up there. I, I know a few people up that way, and um, I love the track. It's brilliant. So really looking forward to that. In between um, now and then, given it's two months away, I have a test day scheduled, and that's hopefully with the main team as well, which would be great. And I'm also next week heading to Winton to. To jump into the um, number 23 of Caruso's car for for the co-driver session for the first time this year, so really looking forward to that. That'll be the Friday session. The Friday session, yes, correct. Yeah, yep. right. And of course, uh, for those uh, listeners out there who may not know it, Dino uh, was full-time in the series for about four or five years with Triple F Racing, the Flying Fioris. That's it, something like that, mate. Yeah, 2009, 2013. Yeah, yeah. Now you, you've got two brothers. Yep, two brothers, yep. Uh, are they all in Perth still? Yes. Uh, well, sorry, Todd's um, my younger brother is uh, running the family business in Melbourne, um, uh, although he's starting a young family now, so he's, he's probably going to head back because his wife is originally from here as well. So they're probably going to head back, although the business will still continue over there. And Paul, is, he heads up the family business over here um, in Perth. And they still dabble a little bit. In, in the racing stuff, Toddy's got a little um, a shifter go-kart, um, not that he's driven it for a while, and Paul gets out and about in our um, 2007 BF Falcon that won the 2007 Bathurst um, car with Wink Up and Lounge, so we kept that, um, and we have a bit of fun in that every now and then, so, yeah. And that's based there, there in Perth at Barbagello? Yeah, Barbagello, yeah, we actually took it out a couple of weeks ago. All right, okay, and your father, Frank, he's well? Yeah, he's well. Yes, um, stepped away from the family business, so he's let, letting um, letting the the younger guys come through and um, heavily involved in sort of making sure that we're doing the right thing on the business front and keeping an eye on his racehorses. So he's he's involved in two of the most character building sports, in my opinion, yeah. motor racing and horse racing. And you now have two children, don't you? So I've got three. I've, I've, um, I was efficient, yeah. So I had one, and then I had twins. So and then they're all boys. So um, yeah, it, loving that, mate. Absolutely loving it. Oh, good. And your eldest is how old? Five. Five. Oh, wonderful. Great age. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you've got time to enjoy them. You've now been what four years uh, with Michael in the Nissan. This will be my fourth or fifth. So fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Eight. This will be my fifth year with yeah. Michael. Yeah, uh, and that obviously uh, works very well because, uh, I mean, you, you while you haven't had the ultimate success, you've certainly uh, had some podiums. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, I I, I love the, the the guys down there at Kelly Kelly Racing at Nissan Motorsport. They're they're a brilliant bunch of people, um, and I always get well looked after there. And 
get along really well with Michael. I love the way he goes about his business. He's super passionate. Um, you know, he's a family man at heart as well, same as me. Um, we've got the same sort of ethnic background, so we understand how the old Italian world works. And, um, yeah, we've just got a lot in common and um, really enjoy each other's company off track as well. So um, it's just really good to start um, an endurance campaign um, knowing, you know, it's just like stepping back into a, an old shoe. So, um, yeah, it's it's really good. Looking forward to another season with him. And, and the car you're currently driving with with Matt White, um, that was a, a Michael or Rick or Todd car? I think it was Rick. I actually no. need to check this. I don't know which car that was, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Rick's yep. um, 2014 car, 15 car. Yep. Yeah. And... and Clearly, you know, I mean, that, that um, Alex, Gary and yourself have all shown the speed in the development series um, that at times has echoed, uh, you know, Rick getting a pair of podiums at Phillip Island obviously shows that, you know, they're still making progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, the, the car is actually not that much different to drive from the main car. Um, and Matt White and his, and his crew of of lads there who have been together a long time um, he keeps a consistent core group of people together they know exactly what they're doing they've, they've been there and done it they've, they've got the runs on the board and they've really got these Nissan's humming and the way that Matt um, interacts with with Todd and the lads at Nissan Motorsport is is really good too so that they understand each other they understand what each other needs and wants and um, I guess the results are sort of starting to flow um, because of that Okay, so uh, next Friday, uh, is it Friday week? Yeah, Friday week, you'll be, uh, and, and the last time you were in that car was when? Uh, last race at Gold Coast. Oh, right, okay. Well, that's, that's a fair period in between. Yeah, do you uh, do you have a briefing beforehand, or you just front up at Winton and uh, on the day and? Yeah, so I'll I'll fly in Thursday morning, um, drive down to the circuit, have a chat with the lads, have a sit in the car, make sure it all fits and works and everything. Um, and then um, my father-in-law actually lives in Albury on a, on a beautiful farm down by the weir there. So I'll stay with him on Thursday night, which I'm really looking forward to, actually. Um, and then drive back past Winton, pop in, do 30 minutes of the race car, jump back in the high car and head straight to the airport. So oh, right. yeah, wish, oh, well. wish Michael all the best for the, for the weekend and, and head straight to the airport. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Well, the nice thing is that Michael and the team have had success at Winton, so that bodes well for a, a very nice weekend. Yeah, done plenty of laps around there. Yep, yep. Dean, one interesting thing is we've seen so many drivers coming out of Western Australia over the years, but most of them relocate west. How tough is it to be, you know, a West Coaster racing in the Supercar Series? Um, it was, it was very, I did it from here in 2010, um, and it was very, very difficult. I was with, uh, DJ, oh no, I wasn't with DJR at the time. I can't remember who I was with. Uh, I think it was 2010 or 2011. And, um, yeah, it was super difficult. Um, it was, uh, I think it was James Phelps that just story on me in terms of the miles that I clocked up. And I think it was around the world, uh, two and a half times, um, in terms of the amount of, amount of flying I did that year. Um, so, it's very difficult. I mean, it's like, you know, West Coast Eagles winning in 92, 96 and 2002, I think it is, uh, their premierships that they won. Um, they did it tough. It's, it's super difficult to, one, get used to the time zone. Um, and it's a little bit better now in between April and October where it's only two hours time difference. But it knocks the body around. Um, it takes you longer to recover. Um, so I definitely say it's, it's more difficult. Um, and... The relocation over east um, for guys that really want to make a make a go of it is, it, you know, it makes perfect sense. When you have a teammate like Alex Rulo who was still going to school whilst he was trying to mm. run in the main game, have have you spoken to him about that and spoken to him about uh, the necessity to go east? I, I actually haven't. Um, although his his dad Peter um, tabled with me last week. He said, "Listen, we've got to catch up, then. We've got to have a coffee because I, I need to talk to you about Alex and, and how we go forward from here." So um, I, I'm very much a, an open book. Um, it is what it is, and I'll, I'll be able to help Pete and Alex. I, I hope um, in terms of turning what is, I think, um, going to be a very fruitful career for Alex because he is ridiculously young. 
and um, he's got some serious pace. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'm prepared to help him out as much as I can. Um, but I think one thing that he needs to do is, or seriously consider is, is move over east for sure. Now, I don't know how much you can talk about it or how much you want to talk about it, but the end of Triple F Racing was quite a tumultuous time for you and the family. And uh, interestingly, when the court documents got revealed, um, whilst, you know, I don't know what you can say about the, uh, the outcome, certainly what we saw in the court documents, what was presented, was a, a, a very, very telling picture of... Um, a very telling picture of where supercars was at at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, it was very difficult for me because I was basically very, very good, good, good mates with every single team owner, um, in the pit lane. Um, and some of them didn't really take, uh, that kind of view, um, to what we were doing because, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't understand why because 80% of the team owners, completely understood where I was coming from and would do the same thing if they were in my shoes. So, um, yeah, look, it's difficult. And I can't really comment too much on it because it's actually still ongoing. So um, there's some stuff still bubbling away in, in the background that I, that I can't really discuss what's, what's going on. But it wasn't an ideal way to end um, my time as a, as a team owner in the sport um, because, you know, I... I love the sport. It's given me so much. Um, I love what it does. So I just I want to be involved in it um, going forward. I don't want to to put a black mark on on anything sort of um, that surrounds it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting that completely resolved and moving on. Mm. It's interesting. We had Paul Morris on the show last week, and of course he had a very colourful relationship with the, the head office as well, where. Um, in the days when, and we didn't really explore this with Paul, but in the days when the uh, licenses were two different classes and they decided to go to one mm. class. Um, so you can certainly have a uh, confrontational relationship and still have a long one. Yeah, I believe so. And Paul's helped me through this whole process um, as well. He's, he's a good mate of mine and he's a very good man to talk to when it comes to stuff like this. He just um, says it how it is and, um, yeah, it's... He's been a, a big helper of mine. He was actually um, getting into the sport as well. He, if it wasn't for Paul, I wouldn't have um, been in the position I was. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I can continue a, a long and fruitful relationship with the sport because it's, it's such a cool, cool thing to be a part of. And, obviously, it now suits your work-life balance. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I've sort of nailed that at the moment because... Um, you know, one big help was the fact that the Super 2 calendar had a WA round in it. So um, I was already heading east for two um, of the events anyway for because the, they couple up with Sandown and Bathurst. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really good when I was able to get the support to, to be able to back a Super 2 campaign because the, the, the travel is not that extensive. So it works perfectly. Well, Dino, I certainly look forward to catching up with you at Winton uh, next Friday and uh, uh, hear firsthand some more of the success from uh, this last weekend just gone. Um, the Triple the, uh, F Racing, uh, it, it'll only uh, remain as a, a local standard now for Perth? Yes. Yeah, so we've still got it running. Um, it, it, it got some stuff flowing in and out, um, which is good. And yeah, but in terms of um, the actual entity itself on a on a bigger scale, um, it probably probably won't be getting any larger than it currently is. It'll just sort of stay stay the same sort of size. So yeah, it, it works really well for um, our motor racing interests, both myself, um, Paul, Todd, and my and my dad. Anything that he that he does through it as well. So yeah, um, that, that's what it'll be. Well, it's been wonderful catching up with you, Dean, and uh, as I said, very glad that uh, you were able to join us on Inside Supercars and hope to uh, talk to you again later in the year. Uh, certainly we'll be uh, catching up maybe at a San Anne or Bathurst. So thanks very much, uh, Dean Fiore, for joining us on Inside Supercars this week. Thanks very much, guys. My pleasure. It's certainly wonderful to uh, have somebody like Dean Fiore, you know, not only enjoying the win, but also contributing because... He can add so much to Matt White Racing, uh, Matt White Motorsport, um, in uh, 
being a partner to two young men in Alex Rullo, who is extremely young, only a 20-year-old with so much experience, and Gary Jacobson, who both have aspirations to drive full-time in the series. And having somebody such as uh, Dean as a teammate, enormous benefit for him. After the break, we're going to hear from Matt White talking about founding his team and how he made the decision to take on Nissan Altimas for 2018. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian title since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at the Fairway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au Join in the conversation post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question email insiders at sportradio.com.au Tony Whitlock uh, Inside Supercars with Matt White team owner the most recent winner in the Super 2 series with Gary Jacobson taking the flag yesterday after a second on Friday Matt welcome on board Inside Supercars Thanks very much Tony um, now, I've known Matt since the days when he was in Oscar. Back, what year was your last in Oscar? Uh, 99, I think. 99, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, and had a successful couple of years there. Came across the supercars. I played a small part in helping him get into a car. Yep. Um, and he started off with a Commodore, an ex-Perkins, ex-Morecambe. VS. Uh, VS, yep. yep. And had success in that. And uh, at somewhere along the line, you then swapped to the other side. How many years were you driving in total, though? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, uh, probably, probably till two thousand and eight, I think was was about the last. So probably did about nine years. And you also did a few main uh, main game enduro starts. Yes, yeah. Uh, had the teams you drove for? Uh, yeah, there was Triple Eight, Stone Brothers, um, PWR. Yep. Um, and obviously Brightech, so yep. yeah, a couple of different gigs there. And yeah, you had uh, Brightech, you were sharing the seat. Stevie O. Yes, indeed, indeed. And fortunately he was um, not melting himself anymore, he'd learned not to do that. Um, so you then became team owner and running cars, what year yep. was the first year there? Oh, look, that probably started back back in 2003-2004, um, and that's about when we started expanding to two cars. Yep. Um, and it was really... Probably wasn't the ideal way to get into a sport, but at that time, um, as you know, it was uh, the Konica series. It started at a very low level and, and gave us an opportunity to get in and learn. And for me, uh, not having raced on any of the circuits, um, coming from you know, basically the Thunderdome and Adelaide International Raceway with the two tracks I knew, um, it was a mighty big step. But um, being a... Um, a an initial category it provided you an opportunity to get in and you know race race against the likes of Canto um, and you know we had some great battles and yep. um, as a team owner had a, a very good uh, help from gentleman Mike Excel yep. um, at the time and he made a massive difference because um, really we we didn't have a, a great understanding of what we're doing or, or supercars um, but managed to managed to get podiums every round in our first year and that sort of kick-started things and um, it was a fantastic, fantastic opportunity. Mike, in fact, was engine builder at Gary Rogers for many years. Did he use his engines? Uh, he helped us a little bit on the side, uh, right. which, okay. um, you know, it, it, that was a good help, but you know, we didn't know the vehicles very well, and um, Mike, I'd say, look, we've got a little bit more budget now, Mike. What do you reckon? He said, oh, I think we should do these shocks or this, just on the side, over, yep. over, over a beer, and you know, the, the sort of help he provided uh, really enabled us to sort of get our teeth in and start understanding things because uh, very, very different creatures to the to the Oscar and the, the um, Super Speedway. Yep. Well, of course, um, when you look now at the grid of Super 2 Series, Dunlop Super 2 Series, it looks like a, a main game series of about probably six years ago, something like that. The lift in standard, not only the presentation but the preparation, we just don't see the finger problems that there were because obviously mechanics are better trained. Yeah. They've either come from the main game or they're going to the main game. Um, that must be very pleasing to be racing in that sort of a series. Yeah, it is. Look, and you know, I quite often get drivers say to me, you know, look, I, I want to jump in the Super Two and race with you. And and we're now at a level where you've really got to have done something quite special before you even consider it. And 
you know, we try and encourage particularly the young guys to, to jump in the Kumo series or, or something where they can just blood themselves because uh, it's such a tough category. Um, the level's so high that, you know, the drivers need to be 10 tenths or, or you're nowhere near the top 10. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I guess in, in my career, quite often didn't have the opportunity uh, we never had the funds um, to do what we needed to do and we work really really hard to make sure we give um, young guys the best equipment that we can um, and you know that that's tough to do that it does take time it does take money and we made quite a dramatic switch to to nissan's after after well, own, yeah owning quite, yeah. quite a bold move look it was we had we'd owned uh, i think it was six um pro drive or xfpr um cars and it was you know we, we did have some good success there but it was a relationship that sort of run its course and um we were looking for someone that, that wanted to to utilize what we had to offer mm-hmm. and yeah it just came um, you know, one of the guys from Nissan Motorsport had, had been a good help to us just betting brakes for us over the years and, and it probably really started from that um, getting to know a few of the guys and they're only up the road from us. So who, who did you start the conversations with? It was probably Coxie, uh, Cam Cox who's uh, very good um, or, or very close in the Nissan Motorsport team um, just a good bloke and out to help people and yep. uh, that probably started our initial relationship and I'm sure he can stick his hand up for some commission now to, to Todd and, <laughs> and say um, I did that but you know it, it just gave me the vibe that here, here's some guys that are racers, people you can trust yep. um, and, and people that might see the benefit that we can offer as well And Well you, you actually brought something that you know was severely lacking because there was you know plans within Warburton and Cochrane before him you know, get other manufacturers in and the fact that you actually now race the third make in the development series is fantastic for that series and the wonderful thing is that you're getting the results Jack last year yep. uh, was it the year before as well or just last year? No, just last year just last year so Jack right. moved from ProDrive um, yep. across to us and, and, and that was a, a big move for them but um, you got you race know, wins last year with him yeah he'd, he'd had a, a run with us uh, through his first full year and um and then Pro Drive, obviously. I mean, the main series team can still offer things that we can't, and yep. whether that be endurance drives or opportunity of drives. So that that's always a, a battle for us. We need to we need to make sure that we offer the best cars we possibly can to attract a driver because we can't add those add-on benefits that a that a um, supercar team can. Um, but but Jack liked his his run with us, and you know he put his belief in us in, in having that run and, and did a great job look it was a, it was a big move for us because it was not only was it a swap to Nissan's it was also um, the crossover to the cough car and um, the cough car platform is probably more of a change than the, yes. than the change to Nissan in itself yeah, and, um, yeah but it really took till probably mid-year till about sound now until we hit our strides and we learnt some stuff and um, ever since then we've, we've had a reasonably competitive platform and you've now got... It, he's a past champion, but he's only one year past it, and Gary Jacobson. And already this weekend, he's shown the benefit of someone who's fast and getting in the car again. Yep. Someone in, uh, with speed and setting a new qualifying record, which is fantastic. Now, the tyre you're using this year is the same as the main game tyre. Yes, yes. How different it was to the tyre you were using last year? Same tyre. Same tyre. Terrific. Well, and that's a genuine one-second improvement almost Correct. in qualifying time. Yep. So that's that's fantastic. Um, Gary uh, has had some fights along the way, not in the cars I'm talking about, um, and he's obviously out to, to show that people have made wrong decisions. He did a fantastic job in the Enduros last year, um, and clearly that's one of his goals, apart from winning another championship. Yeah, look, we, we got to really get to know Gary uh, a couple of years back when, when I said oh mate we've got a car to run in the Kumo series, do you want to come and have a pedal and he said yeah why not and put it on pole and won both races and so that started our relationship working yes. together I engineered for it, it was very low key and that was just an off weekend for yeah. him, wasn't it yeah, yeah it was just why not, Let, let's do it and he loved it, we loved it um, but uh, obviously um, he was racing with Pro Drive and there's some good opportunities for endurance drives and he had to run that out. And you know, he did a spectacular job in the in the yes. Enduros last year. Um, he had a very tough Super Two program, but um, he certainly showed that he was uh, more than capable of being in the main series yeah. with, with what he did in the Enduro. So 
for us it was you know a great opportunity to, to rekindle what we've done in the past and you know I had the confidence that we could get Gary quick we knew he was very competitive against Jack LeBrock um, and you just don't forget you know yeah. you, you can't you can't be good two years ago and then lose it, then yeah. all of a sudden lose it so so we definitely had the confidence that Gary was capable uh, we've tried to hit the ground running uh, we did two test days prior to here and we went quicker than we ever have round Winton, um, and he—I think he topped his time that he's ever done round Winton by over a second. Um, so it was great, you know. He's come here, put it on pole. We didn't quite get the jump in, in race one. Uh, but PD came and said to me, "If he if he cleared me, I wouldn't have caught him." Um, that was after race one, and yeah. you know that's the biggest compliment you can get. You yes. know, like Paul's a great racer. They've been yeah. racing really clean and clean, and yep. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, for for us, you know, we, we had a blot in our landscape, unfortunately, with a Park Ferme penalty for, believe it or not, just uh, some fans being placed on on cars, and <coughs> that's knocked us about. Um, you know, with with young Alex and Dean Fiore, uh, so most most frustrating. Um, but anyhow, they're the rules, and and we did the the crime. Um, so the guys have got to really work hard to, to undo that. Well, as someone who's actually done it, as compared with someone who just talks and writes about it, um, you know, it's it's how you bounce back from adversity. It's how you recover from those problems. Um, and certainly having someone like Gary. Interesting, the Dean, because obviously he's uh, still Michael Caruso's co-driver, yep. and clearly he brings something which is... Nissan Motorsports interest, yeah. you know, come on, come on over here. I need a bit of a hand. So that's to your benefit. The fact that Dean came to you. Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, Dean's a, a lovely chap. He's yeah, a good racer. He's, yeah. he's done everything before. Um, you know, for me, the only challenge I saw in Dean is we've got to get a bit more mongrel into him. Yes. Um, but, Just get me kicking the shit before he gets in the car. You know, him and Alex did a, a tremendous job in race one, coming from rear field up to I think it was eleven and thirteen. Yep. Um, you know, with with no gimmies, they were genuine passes. And, you know, our target there was to get them both into the top ten, but unfortunately the race was shortened and and that wasn't going to happen. Um, Unfortunately for Dino, he came ill yesterday and um, he's, he spent uh, Friday night uh, being sick and uh, had a pretty tough day yesterday. Yeah. And uh, Alex ended up with a damaged car, so yeah. that, that's okay. the trouble of getting back in the Super 2 field um, yeah, and, and, and why you need to hold your qualifying. Yeah, Alex qualified fourth, uh, which is a tremendous job. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had a lot of doubters out there and you know, we ran him back in the Kumo back when he was 14, which was a mighty big risk. Yep. Um, but but I saw that I thought he was capable and that we could turn him into something, and and we did. Unfortunately, got a little bit lost after that. Um, but I still maintain he's a top three driver, and, and we'll get him to the top three. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, um, exciting thing is, yeah, you're running three Nissans in the series. You're looking to do something else again back in Kuma. Yes. Yes. Um, I, it's just a perfect feeder category, and now the series is on. Um, with I think it's four of the main series events um, plus the muscle car which, marches, which is fantastic yep. for the young blokes. It is just to get just, in front of an audience. Exactly, they need to showcase it. They need to be able to put their cars in front of sponsors and an audience. Um, for us, it's just an opportunity to start training them and, and getting the, the lingo, the understanding of how the cars need to be. And um, you know, we're looking for for next year's champion for us. And, and unfortunately, you know, the Super Two is that tough. It is a two to three year program. Um, but we tested a couple of guys late, late last year that you know we think are, are a good chance of winning the Kumo series and, and just trying to feed feed them all along. And um, you know Gary deserves at the end of this year if if uh, he keeps his form up that he's showing now he des- deserves to step into the main series and yeah. you know we're going to do everything we can to, to try and facilitate that. You know Alex will get back in there. I'm not sure the timing, but you know yeah, yeah. He, he is capable. He will do it. Yeah, I've been involved with Gary since Mick and Maria Ritter asked me to help. Yep. And uh, I had the pleasure of my week first weekend with him in Simmons Plains in Formula Ford, and he had his first pole and first win. And yep. woo-hoo! Um, but, yeah, he's a delightful young man, and, and it's that whole thing, and it, it's what I talk about. I'm the same with Dave Reynolds. I helped with him as well. And It's how you bounce back from the problems um, that uh, really shows you your credits. I'm great to be here on a Sunday talking to you, Matt, because there were so many years here where Saturday night, pack up guys and go home. The biggest day of the motorsport year in South Australia, and you were sent home, and it was so, so wrong. In the same way when the SA Motorsport Board went with 122, 125s on Saturday. 
guys, you got it wrong. So it's terrific that there is a Sunday race here now. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, you know, it really is a good opportunity, as I said, to get out in front of everyone uh, and, and the guys to show their times. You know, they are genuinely competitive for the main series. Yes. And, and that is nice to be on the same tyre so that you can go, mate, we've got a lot of work to do or we are starting to close the, the yeah. gap here. Here's where we would be. And, um, you know, that that is a great benchmark. Yeah. And, um, you know... Everyone needs to be aware just how good a job the, the Super 2 guys are doing because uh, it, it's mighty tough. And has, has Gary talked to you about um, the differences from the Falcon to the Nissan? Is he? Yeah, look, they, they are definitely a, a different car. We try not to go into that, um, but for us... I mean, he's obviously... I mean, you're doing good times and setting records that you're obviously liking it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really saying, oh, no, I wish you had some of this from the other car or anything like that. I think... All the cars are so good. They're all capable of being good. Um, and, and there's always going to be a strength and a weakness of a car. Like our cars at the moment, we're generating very good lap times. They're probably a tougher car to pass with. Um, you know, we've got very good braking performance, which yep. is great. Um, coming out of the corners, the slow corners, we probably still struggle a little bit with. Um, high is, speed is stuff. Drive, great. just straight it's drive. Drive, possibly a little bit of engine acceleration as well. Yeah, um, it's very hard to, to know for certain which one it is. Um, yeah. We've put a lot of focus on drive, and that's where that's where we've, we've found a fair bit of speed since last year. Um, you know, it's it's also easy to say engine, 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 but if yeah. the guys aren't coming off the corner, the engine doesn't stand a chance. So yes. yeah. uh, once we start bucking fourth, fifth, and sixth, you know, the engine's as good, if not better, than anyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the second, third gear stuff, whether that's drive, combination of aero, um, but you know, we're trying to work on everything. Nissan are doing everything they can to work on work on uh, all the packages too, and. And you know, through all this, they've been absolutely fantastic. To what, what is a service agreement with Kelly's? Yeah, so uh, Nissan Motorsport own our motors and maintain all the engines, and you know, their engine shop do an amazing job. There's there's two and a half of them full time servicing seven cars. Um, they started with a motor from scratch, which yeah, you know, no one up and down pit lane has ever had to go through that before. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, Erebus and Volvo, that was all done overseas, whereas the guys at Nissan Motorsport did it all, um, and you know, it was mighty tough for them. Um, I think they've got a, a brilliant motor, um, possibly just needs a little bit better acceleration, uh, which they're they're in the middle of uh, addressing at the moment. But their reliability, the mileage they get out of it. Um, you know, I, I what, what sort of mileage do you get out of between services? Well, some of their staff can get up to 8,000 Ks, wow. um, which is unheard of. Um, and, and a lot of that, I think, comes here. You know, they don't have the lifters, they don't have the roller rockers, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that sort of things. But you know, the boys there certainly do do a, a great job, and uh, they've been absolutely fantastic to deal with. Now, there wouldn't be many teams, if any, in the Super 2 Series that have their own engine shop. No. Everybody would be in a, whether it's KRE or, or Noonan's, is he still doing any engines around? Uh, I'm not sure what he does. Uh, like he was obviously doing BJR. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure he's predominantly drags now. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you've got uh, Kenny McNamara yep. and uh, FPR, yep. Tickford, yep. and Nissan. Yep. Um, and that's an ongoing thing for you. You've yes. got a commitment for the time. Yep. You know, right. And what are your plans beyond this year, say? Uh, that, that's a good question, Tony. We'd, we'd probably like to, to do the same again next year. Um, you know, people have often asked, why don't you jump in the main series? And, you know, well, the LeBrocks asked me a few times last year yeah. if we would do it, but it's just such a commitment. And, you know, for, for me to jump at that, um, you know, Matt Stone's managed, managed to do it, but you really need a, a three-year program as a commitment commercially. Obviously, you need franchise availability, which, you know, that's not as much a problem as it has been in the past. Um, but you know sort of I don't know I've come to the point where I'm happy if if we can find a drive with talent to help them on their way through and you know there's definitely a position in a team for that I mean I I was absolutely rapt to see Andre Heimgardner jump in because he's he's a guy that we've run in the past and you know we'd had an informal discussion to run him for this year in the Super 2 and and that actually led to him um, ending up in Nissan because I dragged him into a meeting with Todd Kelly and said you know we want to run Andre and uh, about three weeks later uh, uh, Todd said sad irony about it uh, Todd Todd said oh Matt 
I think Andre's too good to put in Super 2. <laughs> and I said, I know where this is going. I said, I'd already done the sums in my head. But, uh, you know, for me, there's nothing better than to, than to try and get someone that you've run um, yeah. into the main series because, you know, it is so hard to, to make that jump. And, you know, Andre was ready. And as I said, I think uh, Gary's showing he's ready. He needs yeah. to be in there. It's great to see that the change in the went in last year, the Hazelwoods, the Brocks, um, you know, Anton to jump in there. Yes. Um, you know, An- Anton did it very soon. I was, I was quite surprised at that one, but he did have a couple of standout performances. Um, so I'll certainly be keeping my eye on him to see how he goes. Yeah, yeah, look, and, and, and he's, he's got that advantage that not many Australians recently have, but most of the New Zealanders do, and that is they go and do some Europe. And that just you know puts yep. a two or three years into them. That takes you know that amount of time here, but they get in a year or so over there. So yep. real advantage. Well, Matt, it's been wonderful, and I'm sure you'll continue to do it. We look forward to watching through the years. Gary, Dino, and Alex all uh, fly the flag for MWM. Thank you very much, Matt White. Thanks, Dan. Final thoughts, Craig. After the break. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. And, you know, every, every year I see Jackie Stewart Grand Prix and I just remind myself of, of his part in, in starting the, the path to safer cars. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. Your final thought after a uh, post barber yellow race meeting? My final thought, and I think it, it'll be more than a discussion than a thought, but the qualifying that we saw at Simmons Plains and at Barbagello was very good. It made very good TV. It shuffled the grid, and that's what a lot of us talk about is the uh, great thing about uh, supercars is when someone has a hiccup in qualifying we get to see them try to fly through and uh, of course if they're a very quick driver with a very smart team they can make up ground and if they've only got mid-pack pace well then unfortunately they're stuck there all day but I would not like to see it at every race just like I don't want to see a top 10 shootout at every race Um, I must say top 10 shootouts are much more boring than this qualifying format but it's something that I think it has its place. Um, is the putting all the pressure onto the two quali- uh, practice sessions actually a good thing either? But it definitely has its place at those two tracks. And why can't we have a uh, a couple of tracks rather than uh, go too far forward? I, I've got a feeling that they might give it a try at Winton and also Queensland Raceway. And uh, look, nothing wrong with trying something, I guess. But gee, I wouldn't like to see it. Uh, taken on to marquee races and and uh, go on further, Tony. But that's my two cents worth on it. Well, of course, we do know that historically there have been times that supercars, Avesco in its previous form, uh, would go the wrong way. You know, that time when they ran shootouts at every event. You know, well, the, uh, uh, they, what was they, it, the 32-car uh, shootout at Canberra? Reverse grid shootout or something? Yes, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, they have a habit of it. Look, the, the, I'll also highlight something that I was rather amazed to discover when I had a conversation with uh, Sean Seymour down at Phillip Island, and that was that he had really no understanding of when I was talking about a portable position tower. It's something that obviously this type of qualifying would seriously benefit from having at the track is a Bathurst-style tower that shows immediately who's doing what. Mm-hmm. And it can have all those things, those ramification things, like, for instance, shoving pit stops. You can show the real leader is, in fact, back in seventh place and all those above him. That real leader stuff, Tony, stars. really irks me. The real leader is the guy who has just gone across the line in the front of the field. He's the real leader of the race. Sure. It, just because okay. someone who All was right. leading earlier took a pit stop, guess what? If that race is <laughs> is closed off early, that guy who took the pit stop who's still back in seventh finishes in seventh. No, that real leader stuff, it irks me. The leader of the race is the leader of the okay. race. There is there is only one okay. real leader All of the race. Since you got on your high horse yep. about your All tower, right. I'm getting on my high horse about effective leaders. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Uh, well, those people who are well positioned for the race going the full distance, having had a pit on where those above them may not, but being able to show those who actually have pitted versus those who haven't. And I think that, that the fact that the CEO of Supercars didn't understand really what I was talking about, it just shows up that lack, uh, that lack of, of understanding as to what the fans on the hill want. They want to know who is in what position. And unfortunately, you know, the radio can't do it because it doesn't tell you. I mean, you would have seen it at Bathurst every year when, when mechanics are working on cars. They, they've got monitors in the garage, but they'll walk out and they'll look up at that tower and it's embossed in their memory. Oh, car 23 is in sixth place and car six is in fifth place. They can remember it so much more vividly than just looking at a TV screen. It, it sinks in. And I just wish, I wish that somebody within supercars, now maybe, maybe I'll have to just grab Shane Howard's ear, which I'll have a go at uh, <laughs> uh, Winton to do that. Well, I'm but, sure uh, he's heard both this week and last week, Tony, where you've uh, had a red hot go at it. But Tony, your final thought, <laughs> why do we want to, why do we want to change the surface at Barbagello? It is producing fantastic racing. I don't think there's any other track where we've seen so large a diversity of starting positions to top three finishes. And on top of that, so many diversity in strategies where we, on Sunday, 83 laps, we had cars doing three-stop strategies, four-stop strategies, and um, you even had people thinking that they could get away with two-and-a-half stops uh, with the safety car coming out early. It's... Uh, it, Look, it's a fantastic thing, yeah, and yeah. you ha- hear people talking about lengthen the track and change the surface. I'm going, gee, what we've got now is one of the best races of the year. Well, it's that interesting thing. is It's it's a degradation of tyre. It makes the opportunity for people like uh, Scotty McLaughlin and Craig Lowndes to do what they did and for Shane Van Gisbert on the Saturday to do what he did in that while they lost or didn't have position, uh, track position uh, early in the race through short filling and having uh, a fast car late. And, you know, it, it does highlight that thing uh, that is intrinsic in motorsport and that a fast car should win. And that was the case. Mm, a fast indeed. car did win on both days and, and that that's what terrific motor racing should be. And that it does really emphasise that uh, you can strategize a win that when you've had a, a poor time. Now, both Craig and Scotty McLaughlin uh, admit to messing up on the Sunday in qualifying. They both either had problems or caused their own problems, but they both recovered from them. And that's a, a great example to anyone out there that thinks, oh, the race is boring. or You know, it's not. There's great work being done both by drivers in cars and by pit crews and by... Uh, engineers working out when is the right time to stop it ain't a coincidence it is worked out when they need to stop to optimize their place in the race and it was fantastic to see and of course we're heading for another of those race tracks that uh, the action track isn't called or something like that it was winton's great four cry in the days of mick ronk um and uh, winton uh, not this weekend this weekend is in fact sandown for the second round of the Australian uh, GT Championship and Shannon's, that's on uh, at Sandown. And the following weekend is Winton, when we will catch up with a good number of drivers and engineers and look forward to hearing firsthand of how their weekend is going inside supercars. So thank you, Craig, from me. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.